It's time to spark it up with the kennel linguists. I mean, look what happened in Colorado. They're like, oh, Colorado's going to run out of weed. <laughs> the fact that you got to go to McDonald's and get a value meal supersized on the state, that never happens anywhere. With your hosts, April O'Connor. You need to smoke weed after you go to the whorehouse because yeah, you're kind of being contemplative and wondering... <laughs> Like a store gun store, like a store gun store. <laughs> Check cash in place. That sounds familiar. Oh. And Alex Mandelberg. It's like Tyson hit her in the jungle. <laughs> that, I feel like, is where the line is. I feel like the line is, if it can make you better, it's performance enhancing. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but about Apple. Yeah. Let's do it. Gracias Madre serving CBD, a vape pen that looks like your car key. Ravens Lineman becomes a weed advocate. Colorado bans weed gummy bears. And if we have time for it, a a story about a redstone smuggling here on the Can of Linguists with me, Alex Mandelberg, the always awesome April O'Connor, and our guest today, my very good friend, the winner of week three of uh, First Impressions on USA, the awesome, always funny, Justin Rubble. Crowd goes going, wild. They're going nuts. Sound effects. My m- my microphone's breaking. It's wonderful. It's a good time. <clears throat> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, you put ice in my bong. I didn't I even do. turn around to see this until now. What a wonderful. Well, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be festive. It's summer. It's like a little AC system. Yeah, no, that's yeah. nice. It just it cools the smoke down right before it gets in your lungs. It makes it wonderful. Can you hear me over your headphones? I'm going headphoneless today. You see oh, this? yeah, you're brave. Yeah. yeah. Is that the cockiness that comes with winning a uh, a, <laughs> no. a cable television no. impression competition show? No, <laughs> I just I just want to hear you fully. Other sometimes <laughs> sometimes I for for people who don't know. Alex is my best friend, which means we spend a serious amount of time arguing with each with other's fingers another. up each other's butts. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, we do the pachyderm line right? <laughs> <laughs> with Mitch at the front. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much you so. just hear. No. I need to hear clearly what Alex is saying so I don't take up the wrong opinion oh. and offend <laughs> and also make sure I hear the unbelievable stance he is taking on every topic because it's guaranteed, be, guaranteed almost every time to be the opposite. To yeah, it's outrageous. usually, it's almost always guaranteed to be. Uh, you're going to have to be a guest on the podcast that me and him are doing. Okay. We're doing inconsequential arguments. Oh, yeah. yeah that's it's, it's, a, it's fun. Pretty standard. It should be coming out yeah, soon. Pretty so. standard. <laughs> She's like, you mean that's what that that's literally every second you guys spend in your house besides the podcast. Here's the only place that Alex and I agree. Pot. Yeah, we both Can love pot. And we love the same kind of pot, which is kind of... That is true. Pretty oh, awesome. We We're the both same. Phyllis Diller guys. We both love straight sativas. Uh, both love golfing. Like We do have some things in common. Like, I call, well, I call, I call sativas daywalkers. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely right. a daywalker thing. It's, right. it, I'm a familiar. My, my thing that I always told people is I go, I, I smoke too much to smoke indica because if I smoked indica the way I smoke sativas, I'd be buried in a couch all day. Well, right. And that's why I always feel bad because when people put a stigmata on marijuana use, they always say, well, it, they describe a heavy indica user and i i say well that's that's not me that's just simply not me 
However, I know in my heart <laughs> that if someone gave me Yoda, you know, every day or, you know, purple purple haze or some deep dark chem dog <laughs> just thick indica and I smoked that in the morning there would be no afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all it's, right. So it's morning nap and then yeah, dinner. Right. So, before we get into the first topic, I do want to officially ask for the record because this has been the first time I've been able to, in a recorded format, ask you: How is it like now that you've won first impressions? Uh, it's 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 really nice to have anything as a comedian. I mean, we there's just so many people we know. Who are so? You're the only winner I saw get emotional about the win. That's true. You fucking you, you fucking, cried. You fucking you, cl- yeah. you cried like a fucking queer. Like you a, fucking queer. Yeah, that's true. Well, here's, I don't know. Look, Ruffles an emotional guy. They, I am he an emotional is. person. The, a lot of these other contestants had had either um, success in some other platform, YouTube fame, YouTube fame. Right, millions of hits, probably Viners. Right, have an income that's coming in from it. That's validation, right? Or they were relatively new, meaning they were just coming out, i.e., rusty. Yeah, you know, so they didn't get the gravity of what that meant. And then there's me, (laughs) (laughs) who's been meandering around two different comedy scenes, been around the block a few times, for a decade. (laughs) The last remaining relic. <laughs> Dude, yes, then there's Justin. <laughs> the comic that time forgot. Still wearing a suit jacket, though nobody wants him to. <laughs> yes, there he is, doing impressions. The last bastion of the 80s that we let stay around. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, yeah, so... It's nice because it's um, it's validation. It's I mean, super validation because it's the guy I. Hell, the if if no one admits this, if you're if you're between the age of twenty nine and thirty eight, about that gap, and you're gonna look me in the eye and tell me your Christopher Walken impression didn't come from uh, Wayne's World two. Yeah, I I'm sorry. Like you want me to say what? <laughs> like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that that was one of the things that you taught me about it, impressionists, which is why I know you told me that like, you loved that it was Dana Carvey was going. Like, one of the best ways for an impressionist to learn an impression, you always said, was watch another impressionist yeah. do an impression yeah. of someone. Yeah, and you'll find out what. They're do what's what's the sound that they're going? Sometimes that's a great, interesting look in. Well, you do that for a living. Alex is a is a great voiceover artist, and and he has to do the harder of the two, which is look at somebody who whose voice naturally makes that sound, and then try to replicate it on the fly. Yeah, where, I got a match. Right, where I think even the best impressionists, if they're being truthful, are sometimes see somebody else's impression and go. Oh, so to make yourself sound six foot six, you crooked your neck this way and turned your face this way, and and then that's how that is. Yeah, and so, so you, body body language too. Right, you're reading the signals of somebody else and building on top of it. You know? Well, yeah, but where I say the disconnect is, and where it's it's truly a skill that I never had was 
I can do almost any voice. I can replicate the voice if I'm listening to the voice actively. But if that voice isn't in my head, no, it's gone. I can't. I can't do. I it's it's gone. I can't do the voice at all. All right. So we're. Moving. I have that. I have that problem where by the time I'm done ordering Chinese food, I want to talk like that. Is that <laughs> it, it's not even like intentional. It's just I could have a conversation with someone British and want. And yeah. by the end, of, you know, someone asked me if I was from the Midwest, and, and I thought. Shit, I've been hanging out with my friend from Indiana too much lately. Uh, you'll get the Madonna syndrome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's but it's not. It's just it, I, the more I talk to someone, the more I sound you're like exa- that. You're exactly like that's exactly like me when I go to the South or when I go to Boston. <laughs> Even saying the the town of Boston. Yeah, I, no. remember, I remember calling back to my own voicemail when I was black, almost blacked out, drunk, and the beep. Hey, Justin, here's the deal. You're having a great time out here with these fucking. These queers out here in Boston. Listen here. We got to make a national day for Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> They've never made one. We got to have a national day for beer. I think it should be Paps Blue Ribbon. Beep. I know. They drink, they drink Bud Light over there. Yeah, no. The, when, over there. It's the Bud, we, Bud Light and Sam two, Adams. 2002. So. The week April came back from Boston, uh, <laughs> you spent a week sounded like Jay Hollingsworth, with who we were on the road with, yeah. just fucking, fucking <laughs> everything. I know. I brought. I call, I call my dude. I'm going to bring him back lobsters. He's like, lobsters? yeah, but you, he's like, you, you better leave that accent. <laughs> 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 Nice. So what do we got, dude? All right. So the first subject up. So Gracias Madre in the news again. They were in the news a couple weeks ago, but they're in it again because they're serving CBD drinks now. Yeah. Uh, now, this was a shock to you, Rubble, because yeah. you weren't aware that CBD is a 50-state legal thing, which, yeah, it's, you know, the non-psychoactive. And it's so a- is it is it kind of like, and and just for clarifications, if if I'm speaking for the other people who are like me, uh, is it like hemp, where you can sell hemp in yes. all yeah. fifty states? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, that's where same thing. CBD is that's where they're getting it from is industrial hemp. That's mm-hmm. why it's fifty state legal. It's a, it's a byproduct of industrial hemp, so it's one of those things that you go use it or lose it because it's not going. See, anywhere. now that's the question I had for uh, it, when I went to Korea. I took a picture of a bottle and I think I sent it to you and I put it on the internet. Yeah, I do it remember had that a pot leaf on it. Yeah. And I couldn't read the Korean. Why couldn't you? I, <laughs> but the it basically, I took it up to the front counter, and he said, it's for pain relief and sleeping. Yeah, that was CBD. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And, I, and, you know, considering I had been 14 days without any weed, I was like, this could be very nice. Yeah. And believe me, it put me out. Oh, I, definitely. I fell asleep. So that's, oh, sorry, is that kind of... That's exactly what that, that's exactly what we're talking about. It, it's it's that same thing. It's, I, I mean, you know very well that there's the two active ingredients, sure. the THC and the CBD. And THC has always been the more psychoactive one, and CBD has been the anti-inflammatory. The uh, well, now April the, the you, stuff coming from China, you have to be careful because they're a little bit more lax on the heavy metals in the soil and stuff. Sure. So. Well, my question too is, and and again, this is you guys would know better. That's why I'm asking. Um, I doesn't there have to be some level of THC to make the full uh, mm. capability of CBD available? I mean, wasn't that an argument in some of these? I mean, they definitely are complementary for sure. I mean, if you're into the whole like the whole plant is what is truly medicinal, but they're starting to find there's so much more research on CBD and there's so much more medicinal value on CBD that they're 
totally works by itself. Well, I too. guess I guess to clarify, if I understand your question correctly, for the longest time, the stigma has been <clears throat> uh, CBD is the medicine, THC is the party. So right. that was a long time the stigma. It's a stigma, sure. Now what we're finding out more and more is there are absolutely medical benefits to THC. Uh, they are slightly different than what the medical benefits are of CBD. Uh, well, it's the, the THC is the psychoactive ingredient, but before you heat it up, THCA still has all that same anti-cancer properties without the psychoactiveness. So yeah, that's a common misconception. If you were to eat raw plant. You won't get high. That's correct. You're not going <clears throat> to... You'll yeah. feel a little something, but it's not as intense. Yeah, it's not nearly as it intense. it doesn't decarb until it gets to your liver. And doesn't it have to be absorbed with some fat-based... I mean, from what I understood as well, if you, if you, don't, decarb, if you don't decarb it and, and you're just taking it in, it has to be attached to fatty... As something with... Uh, a lipid that will allow you to digest it. Otherwise, you you don't digest. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You, the, my my question is is simply this: when when we talked about Rick Simpson oil before, yeah, and the capabilities of, and that was mostly from what I understood based around CBD. Uh, no, there's a lot of THC uh, in again, that too. That's that's my point. Was I thought the anti-inflammatory capabilities were brought on by CBD, which is what uh, Cafe uh, Gracias Madre are trying to do, is that they got the CBD drink. Yeah, it's it's a cocktail. It's so. a cocktail, right. Yep. But I thought that there had to be some THC, which is why Rick Simpson Oil had THC. Or Well, Rick Simpson Oil has such high THC because it's an alcohol so- as the solvent, so... You have to burn off the alcohol. So there's heating involved in burning off the alcohol. Well, and also I think that I guess what you're saying, what you're asking, if I understand also is uh, O'Doul's, the non-alcoholic beer, I think is 0.2% alcohol. There is alcohol in it. You would have to literally drink, I think, a 24-pack to get a buzz. But this is not the same as CBD. Well, but what I'm saying is, is it's the same thing. Think of the same correlation of hemp. Like, yes, hemp has THC in it, but it is an O'Doul's alcohol level of THC. It's not anything enough to affect you. And there's a bunch of other cannabinoids that they haven't even done enough research on yet to be able to have these laundry lists of. That's the thing. We know about CBD because we've been allowed to research CBD. We haven't been allowed to research THC because marijuana schedule one. So you can't like. Well, no, all the research is going on in Israel and other uh, other places anyways. So yeah. There's not Thank a lot of God research for going Israel, on. Huh? Well, You're damn right. Thank you very much for Israel. Lachayim. Um, so life. It's 420 somewhere. Huh? <laughs> I mean, C- CBD is definitely kind of more like a Xanax. It's not. Without like the the foggy the day after fog, I guess. <laughs> but it's definitely more relaxing. You don't feel high in the head. Why? Well, and never... and so I can see how if you're having a drink it, with a little bit of CBD, it would also it would be like a nice little relaxation kick. And by the way, so the three drinks that they'll be serving, I believe, at their West Hollywood uh, location, will be uh, the sour teasel, which is a twist on a tequila sour, the rolled fashion which is a great name, and also their play on an old-fashioned, and the Stony Negroni <laughs> cocktail. 
Uh, are these with liquor in them? Yes, these are with liquor in them. Boo. Ah, see, now I you're upset because you're not a drinker. Them. What a bullshit. I'm sorry. Now let's just <laughs> stop the track, pull it back. Stop collaborate and no, listen. No, 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 gracias, madre. <laughs> he, well, he doesn't well, want to collaborate let me, no. let me or listen. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Oh God! You, listen here, player. You, cannabis. You cannabis is so good. You don't need to mix it with liquor. It's like when people say, "Oh, ice cream is good. Let's put it on pizza." You're like, "No, ice cream is fine." <laughs> yeah. Okay, There's I get what you're saying. So many flavors of ice cream. You don't need to put it on another thing where it doesn't belong. Now, I've had a weed-infused vodka, and it both tasted gross and gave me the wicked spins. Yes. It, yes. Ma- it made a friend of mine puke. Yes to both of those. And the most messed up I've ever been in my life was off Dragon's Breath. And that's what it's called. It's called Dragon's Breath, and it's called that for a reason. Are you, you sure? You told me a story about you in college with some Bacardi 151. <sighs> <laughs> Listen, that's me not remembering. <laughs> I rem- I remember. I remember. I remember everything that happened with Dragon's Breath. Okay. In order to make it, you you put it in like a in like a closet yeah. with like t- we put like you two ounces it. of yeah we put two ounces of of shake and and stems in there and then put one not one fifty one but like. Uh, a grain alcohol, uh, and then we mixed it with a honey and Sprite for like a little, uh, a little like cocktail, and knocked like two of these back. My buddy and I, who were everyday smokers, and in college. you what started tripping balls, right? Here's the problem: <laughs> I was so high, but also dysfunctionally drunk. Yeah. So like. I was like, hey, it's nice to be high right now. And then I'd go to like play a video game and my fingers wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. You know, Sounds and they're like, right. what are you drunk? And I'm like, no, I'm high, but no. no it's like the worst of both worlds. I had a buddy who was in, in the army who they, he told a story about uh, someone, one of his bunk mates who on a day or one night put a shot of vodka in a full bag of saline IV and put it in a vein and was drunk for three days. Yeah. Three days. Was, was drunk for three days. Uh, but So it's interesting, though, the, the main reason it's interesting, uh, interesting that Gracias Madre did this was they were recently in the news, as you brought up uh, in our pre-show, April, <laughs> because they've broken vegan law number one. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, go on, hippie. Tell I'm them about not, it. Okay, I... I'm one of those hippies that you are one of those. I hippies. will fucking step on a bug. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't. I, d- I definitely wouldn't like want to hurt an animal. I get it, but I do eat meat. But I want sustainable, healthy food. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think factory farming is good for anybody. It's not good for the environment. But I also think that fake leather is terrible for the environment. Oh, so yeah. if you're gonna use leather, fucking recycle leather, whatever. Just. Don't keep killing more things. There's plenty of leather out there already. Long story short, this fucking they they're the epitome of of hippie. They do uh vertical integration. They have their own farm which provides yeah. for for their restaurants and they started keeping animals on their farm that they were then, you know, having slaughtered. 
to like eat. Like you do. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> like and, you and do I, to eat them. And I guess they said they found like a dated, like a year old blog post and like these vegans went fucking crazy. Now, their their daughter has a vegan ice cream place and I worked at a vegan restaurant that was right next to it in the same little area in Studio City and they had some flavors that had honey in it and Uh-oh. people were so pissed. They're like, oh my God. It's like honey's not bad for you, and then they'd give her shit for having leather boots. It's not, bo- leather it's not boots being on. bad for you. It's that you're abusing the bees. I that's mean, ser- no, I'm, that's I'm not kidding. That's the that's the point of view is that you're taking their byproduct away from them. They they built this for the queen. All right, so I'm vegan- totally veganism, agree. much like uh, conspiracy theorists and Bernie Sanders, yeah. ruined by its staunchest supporters. Right. Well, here's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just, you because, hate it because of the people who believe in it. Because there's like the, the animal rights vegan, and then there's the I want healthy stuff in my body vegan that don't give a shit about the environment. And then there's that in between where you're like you care about sustainability and the world. Well, what's <laughs> bullshit about it is those same people who – prided and gave this money to this small business that was trying very hard to do the right thing Mm -hmm. and was doing the right thing and giving a business model that worked. Yeah, with healthy vegan. Worked. Right, exactly. Super organic. Was doing a good thing. These hypocrites, and I'm going to call them out because, you know, I don't care. Say it, man. You fucking say it. All of those people would be like, yeah, well, yeah, I don't don't eat, I don't eat meat and I don't, I don't, I don't be part. I'm not part of anything that is, you know, bullshit. You don't drive in a car. No, I never drive in a car. Fine. You drive a bicycle. Yeah, I drive a bicycle. Yeah, why? Well, how do you think they got the rubber? All right, that's oil. <coughs> okay, and you want to talk to me about how oil is gotten? You have no problem with what's done to the environment to get the petroleum that put into your tires? Oh yeah. You have no problem with how we got that iron and that zinc and that bike that you're talking about? Totally. Where do you think that ore was mined from, sir? I'll tell you where it's mine from. The tyranny of abused people. You're riding on. If you want to do that, you can do it on anything. Oh yeah, I like, totally. That's a good point. And I like I, that. And point. I like saying to people. When they get really, really gung ho about it, I'd say, "Hey, um, so what if you had a roach infestation in your house, or rats, or or bed bugs? Would you kill them?" They always say yes. Because I sure as shit would. You know, it, they always say yes. Uh, and then I, I actually had a, a landlady, bless her heart, who was Buddhist, and their family believed in praying away the bugs. Mm. So that was the good one. That's she, that she would work. catch rats and then drive them to Hollywood and let them go. Oh my god! All right, so moving on, our next topic. So a vape that looks like your car key. Now I know this appeals to you, Ruffle, because you love new smoking tech, and this yep. pairs two things yep. that you love, which is new smoking tech and something that can make you less paranoid. That's right, because you're the most paranoid person that I ever go on the road with. Here, of course, of course, I am. And and here's and here's why. Um, the it we're sitting here in 2016 having this wonderful podcast. You should have opened with "You have brown skin." I thought that's why you were going to say no. you're paranoid. No, I'm not going to talk about that for a while. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I haven't been out in the sun. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going to say that we're in 2016 where we're free enough to have a podcast talking about pot yeah and talking about weed and it, god bless america that's right you god bless it america when i started smoking Mur- pot at 
19, 20 years old, you know, 13 years ago. I didn't think we'd be here right now. And so I just want to make it to where the, you know, hey, let's meet up for after after the after work for uh fill in the blank. It's always let's go to a bar. And everybody in America after you turn 21, it's perfectly okay to do that. But the stigmata is not there to be like, hey, let's go catch up and vape and smoke a bowl. That's whoa, 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 druggy. You know, like that's and so if there's if there's a way that I can do this and still be out with the people who can't handle logical thought, but like me as a person, you know, then I will be happy to use this device and allow their ignorance to continue. You know what the amazing thing is? Do you think it's going to be weird, though? What I've found amazing about marijuana is even when I've been in, like, visiting Sydney's fucking podunk family in Arkansas, was I... I knew that the general view of weed would be negative, but every person who I talked to individually was like, I mean, yeah, you know, if, if someone's got some weed, I'll smoke some weed. Yeah. Like they, like that's like that whole thing where they say the masses are dumb, but the individual is smart. I feel like it's the same thing with weed. I feel like if you get almost anyone in a one-on-one -on -one encounter and you're like, yeah, but like Alex, I was going to smoke get anybody some in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, a person is smart, people are dumb. And you know, well, yeah, that. that's exactly so what I'm saying my here. My point is, yeah, uh if I talk to an officer, uh plain clothes, most of them will tell me, you know, listen, I it's the last thing I look for in a in a traffic stop. It's the last thing we give a shit about anymore overall. But then when they're in a uniform and have to care, it's a different story. Okay? You can't have that same conversation. You can't have a conversation about what you smoked last night when you're wearing a tie and a jacket to work. But you can look like you're sucking on your car keys? Correct. <laughs> what is you, a would, you buy, would you buy this uh, car key vaporizer? I'm asking where it is available. <laughs> it's being made by, I believe it's called uh, the Vaped Fob. If you've not already sent yeah. it to me, April, you're not doing me a justice. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a new product from a Vaped Vaporizers. It's called the Vape Fob. Congratulations. And wholesale inquiries. Uh, look, it's going to tell you about a bunch of collectives that carry it. Look Where? At hold on. I'm, I'm off the mic. Hold on. Oh, you're taking a look at Yeah, there's a, there's a few places that carry it. I don't know if it's in Los Angeles yet. Sold but, here. Uh, sold here. Look at that! Yeah, you Santa got a whole Clara, list. Santa Clara, San Jose. I'll find you one local. Just give me, just give me a few moments. Yeah. So, so are you going to buy one of these, there, Rumpel? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, alcoholics. It does look like a Bentley car key. It, I, as I've long since talked wings. about, the stigmata is still, especially with pot. It's it's the last big one, okay? And that is that it comes with stupidity. And I hate that. That is the number one thing I hate about pot. Because let's 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 take just the the other three drugs. All right, the other three main drugs in America, or four. Okay, let's say cocaine, alcohol, nicotine, and let's include all prescription anti-anxiety or depression drugs. Okay, all of those drugs either are yeah. Well, that doesn't make you dumb. None of those. You wouldn't say it doesn't make you dumb, right? And prescription drugs 
specifically get the benefit of being able to say, well, my doctor told me to take it. Okay. So pot is the – and cocaine, by the way, is almost silently endorsed by the motivated people. Yeah. When, when you find out that someone, you know – does a lot of coke, but they're also really rich. You're like, yeah, well, of course he has to or she has to because you know, they, they don't have a <laughs> well, lot of time in the day. You know, I don't, I don't know about all that, but all right, and so so Ruppel's definitely buying it. April, are you buying this thing? I mean, it looks like you can buy it online. Okay, my 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 feeling on this thing is uh, it's like every other vapor dry leaf vaporizer you ever buy. You'll use it for a month and a half, and then it'll go in a drawer that you'll never use again. So or, I mean, I'm or, going or they... on the no, thank you very much. Because frankly, leaf vaporizers they're they're too much hassle. You never wind up using them as much as you claim you're going to use them. And I used to have a beautiful one that I loved that was that had a water bong attachment that was great. And then just the grinding and the scraping and the fucking I got sick and tired of it and I stopped using it. And you know, I'm I'm where not is I'm, that there's thing? always gonna be there's always gonna somewhere. be a time and a place where a vape will be very handy. Like at a table in Vegas or <laughs> Hey, when in Rome, Alex. Well when a in vape Rome. pen, like with the car okay, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I mean I, I don't see it. I I'm just, talking about a dry leaf vaporizer. That's what I'm that, talking about. No, here's, here's what that's what this is. This here, is a dry leaf vaporizer. Here's what I'm talking about. And April, I think you side with me on this. Let's say it's an outdoor concert or an indoor concert or something like that where they say no e-cigarettes. No e-cigarettes. If we see an e-cigarette from the second you come in, it's it's confiscated. Leave it in your car. So now you got your car keys. You come in there. Your khakis. Your khakis. Your khakis. Are they are they tan khakis? Are they uh, are they beige khakis? Oh jeez, uh, I see where you're going. Yeah, you see where I'm going All with right, this motherfucker. All right. All right. So moving on. So Ravens lineman uh, becomes a weed advocate. So uh, I I read about this story a couple weeks ago, but uh, the Baltimore Ravens recently uh, released left offensive tackle Eugene Monroe. And since then, he has come out prominently in the corner of marijuana talking about how it could have possibly saved his career in Baltimore and not seen him get re- released from a contract that he still had something like five years and $37 million left on. So so his point is that it could have saved him? It could, he thinks that it could have saved his career. And this is a guy who had a lot of joint and... Uh, muscular aches and pains and a few head injuries. And we know about how marijuana can now help uh, prevent and help recover from. Uh, oh, no, it was, it was prevent did concussions. The, did the story read, April, you read it too. Did the story read that he's blaming his advocacy for the reason they cut him? No, he's not blaming his advocacy. He, he's blaming the reason he got cut on the fact that he couldn't treat himself the way he thinks would be best for him. Gotcha. So and he thinks the way so that would got, be best for him. With all the pain and injuries, I mean, the the laundry list, as you said or you read off earlier, was like he's got a knee injury and yeah. a shoulder injury and a hip injury and like head, we, no, head knees and shoulders, feet and toes. We've talked on this guy. show before about uh, in, in football they have uh, – there's a, there's a term in the locker room they call the T-train, which is pregame they line up for the T-train, which is all the players who want to get the Toradol shot, which is that miracle fucking shot you hear about, like that, 
that shot of folklore in sports where it's like, I feel great, coach. That's Toradol. And these guys line up for it before every game, six, eight, 17 weeks out of the year. It's fucking heartbreaking. you got to imagine a little bit in the preseason during practice. Th- these guys are getting shot up. And, yeah, what the problem with painkillers when you're competing athletically is you can injure yourself and not know it. Yes, of course. And really, really, really fucking hurt yourself. That's right. And... Marijuana is not such a strong painkiller that you're really in that kind of a risk as opposed to a Toradol, which, yeah, no, you're not feeling anything. You don't feel shit. Uh, how how painfully on the nose it is that they call it Toradol. <laughs> like, you can just imagine the color. Fuck it all. No, no, like, no, what? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, he went down on that play. Well, Dan, he tore, tore it all. Because <laughs> he couldn't feel it. Tore what? All, all of, of it. it. Just all just of it. all of it. I think the skin was the only thing connecting the bottom part of his leg oh, to the nope, top no, part of his leg. No, it's not. No, no, he tore it all, Dan. <laughs> really tore it all. <laughs> But yeah, so I so I I would I would tend to agree with him. Any I mean the damage that these pills do to your liver and intestines. I mean, uh, Brett Favre talked about it, and all these other players were talking. I mean, Brett Favre at one point, I think he was saying on just ibuprofen, just ibuprofen. He had three ulcer surgeries. Oh man. <sighs> Yeah, he was probably taking sixteen hundred milligrams he, yes. a day. At least. He said he was taking up. the thousand milligram, four of those, four times a day. Jesus, just to keep swelling down. And I'm like, all right, now that's intense. Then multiply that by he's a uh, 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 ten a day dipper, and probably has oh. liquor. Ugh. Right, so all that plus his. Plus his uh, hydrocodones and all the stuff that he got oh, yeah. addicted to there too. So then he's got to take that anti-constipation. I was about to, I was I was about to say it right. sounds it's like easy. Brett Favre literally shits bricks. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like he might actually hot 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 oh. hot hot hot, and when it drops, it just and in his later <laughs> year threw a couple of them. Too. <laughs> <laughs> he spent a year on my jets throwing those bricks around. Yeah, he sure did. No, he I, wow yeah. That's that is, ooh, but that's that... an example. I mean, it, <laughs> you you and I both have told separate stories of the lose a day. Yeah, know? I mean, I that's what the lose a day brownie for those of you who don't know had like a gram or two, a gram and a half, gram and a half of hash in it. Yeah. Oh, man. Now I don't care what kind of what train hit you in the daytime. You sit down with one of these, or if you're twice the size of me, two of these. You eat two of those, you don't care anymore about what hit you. Don't eat two of those ever, even <laughs> no, if you're but, twice as big as him. No, eat I'm one, sorry. Hold stick on with a second. One. No, hold yeah. on a second. Let's you be and I real. split one and we're more fucked up than we'd ever been if, in our lives. And yes. by the way, there was still a bite of it left. Yes, but you and I are between 175 and 185. No, I'm 200, baby. You weren't back then. Uh, I don't and know. I was probably 195 back then. So what I'm saying is, we listen. Whatever you put on, I lose, and whatever I lose, <laughs> it's the, it, we're fucking married like that. But what I'm, if you're Michael Strahan, or if you're like uh, the kid from Blindside, you're oh, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Michael oh, Orr. Michael Orr. 
you're Michael Orr. You might need to lose a days to, to, <laughs> yeah, to, no, to, to you're deal Michael with, Orr. you know, uh, you know. Well, th- that's why I've gone back and forth because I remember getting high before rugby games because rugby was the only sport I played when I was of the age that I started smoking weed. And I felt like I was a better player because of weed. And I do admit that I think that it does have some performance enhancing things to it. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I flopped back and forth and now I feel like I'm firmly on the let them do it train is because when you weigh it against what the damage is that these guys are so obviously doing to themselves and you see, I mean, for, f- fuck even CTE and the concussions. Just if we're talking about the drugs that these guys incur on their liver over a, a eight to ten year career, to just take that drug fucking weight off of that liver and substitute that with marijuana, they'll be healthier. And their bones will heal stronger. And yeah. their ligaments will heal stronger. This is actual research that's been done. Look yeah. At- yeah, but everybody debates with that. Here's here's where I mean, they, no, it's real. Oh, I know you and I. Everybody in this room knows it's real. <laughs> we know people who've actually seen it work. You know, I've we've all known that. But the NFL will go blah blah blah. But where they can't argue around is so you're fine with giving your players legal heroin. Yeah, you're pretty fi- much. You're fine with that. You're fine with Toradol, but you're not fine with. The CDC saying we've never seen a single, or not CDC, uh, the uh, even, yeah, the screw it, the CDC or the DEA or anybody, the FDA, no one's ever seen an overdose of this. No. So you're fine with that drug being seriously against the law, but Toradol and Oxycontin and Hydrocodone, these are freewheeling. Hand them out like Pez. Yeah, you're. I think you're gonna. I think the trend is gonna keep going this way. I think we're gonna start seeing more and more. And I, it seems like the NFL's at the front. I don't. I mean, here's the thing. We heard a lot of stories about NBA players getting high. That's not a new story. We know that a lot of them smoke and they don't really get tested for it. But you never hear about an NBA player coming out and advocating for weed. It seems like the NFL is at the forefront of having a lot of guys step forward and say. I would rather be treating myself with marijuana. Yeah, and, and Eugene seems to be on the forefront of being the most vocal. He's the newest one. He's the newest one to step forward. Do you guys think as hosts of this show and concerning you guys do this every week and you've talked to all these people about it, do you think it's just a matter of following the money and once they deschedule it and you can have states with recreational Recreational? Recreation. All right, that's the easier way to say it. Recreational marijuana. Uh, when they recreal, fuck it. Recreationalize. <laughs> Recreation. When they legalize. Often, often, But when they make it so that it can be profited on by many companies, and and the the capitalistic side takes over, do you think the NFL will be like, well? You know, now that there's a company that sells, pot. I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, fuck, because they don't. I it's mean, just federal. Once it's, it, federal, it's a, only Budweiser's like, their number one sponsor. Like, o, like Obama said, you know, it's it's small small changes will occasion will eventually steer the ship in the right direction. And yes, it's going to first be uh, rescheduling it so that we can do medical testing on it, and later down the road. But yes, what we talked about this with Sam Hamid when he was on the show, and I said. 
when the forefront representative for marijuana is a man who we recognize as a dude in a suit with a crew cut, that's when marijuana will take its next big step. We're having when those. it's when there's, its spokesman isn't a dude in a tie dye shirt anymore. There are suits. I know. And we're starting to get suits and loafers. Suits which, and loafers are happening. Fuck yes. I'm excited about it. All right. So They're happening. Moving on. So Colorado has banned weed gummy bears in a hope that uh, basically saying that it attracts children. Uh, I agree with this for other reasons, because so far as I know, most of those are repackaged. And I think repackaged food, first of all grossest shit anybody if you ever buy an edible that's one of those oh uh goldfish crackers right those are repackaged food that is first of all just it's kind of gross yeah and and like those gummies that look just like fucking sour patch kids that have just been sprayed with oil they taste like shit yeah yeah i i'm gonna have to go ahead and agree on the the other point that i'm sure you're gonna uh, say which is Listen, I'm. I don't think any child should be using any psychotropic <laughs> uh, unless it's absolutely 100 percent necessary. And I say 100 percent necessary. Like, I mean, there's kids on chemo. Well, I, no, and the, the kids mean, with seizures who yeah. whose lives have been changed. Are this. Yeah, no, you're not well, ripping I'm, it away from but them. That's even also without CBD, pot. That's usually I'm not even for talking about pot. I'm anyways. talking about the other psychotropic drugs that you're giving kids. Uh, like Adderall, uh, Adderall. and Adderall. Yeah. There are plenty of psychotropic drugs that kids get, right? That a chain that affect their mood. I mean, I was on antidepressants Damn. when I was in. Fuck yeah! Years. I mean, for, for I mean the the shit they put you on for uh, Accutane for pimples. I mean that affects your mood. So no, I don't even want to get started there. But what it I'm, fucks up your liver, right? But what I'm saying is, I don't think I think you should go as long as you can without being affected. Live it as long as you can without any drug coming in. Well, you and me both came to marijuana late in our lives. You you were 19. I was 18. Mm. April, you were seven. What? When you started smoking weed? Like seven, eight? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were, you were like 13, though, right? I was 13, yeah. Yeah. So I, it's... I. I kind of wonder what the difference in that. Like, do you wish you would have waited a little bit longer? Are you happy that you started when you did? Because I'm kind of like my biggest regret when I started Fuck smoking. Regrets. <laughs> my biggest regret when I started smoking weed at 18 was that I didn't start smoking weed earlier because I'd have yeah. been a better student. Uh, yeah. It was the drug that I'd never been yeah. able to find before that I still felt normal, but I could do shit. I, I will say my GPA was a significantly higher in college. <laughs> significantly higher. I mean, my senior year, when I went into my senior year where, thank you, the team at Skyline High School, they knew I was a kid who might someday have a future, just couldn't do school very well in this this particular setting. So they put me in all of like the easy classes, so I got all A's. But if I didn't get all A's, I would have graduated with 1.6 GPA. <laughs> but that's but that's where I say where you go. Listen, I understand we don't want to market it and make it attractive to children, but in opening it up for medical research and all of these things, eventually down the road we might find out that THC is a very great treatment for ADD. 
Right. It's a wonderful thing. It, it could well, be something good to give to children if properly regulated by a parent. Well, they're talking about those candies with amphetamines, right? Have you seen that floating yeah. around the internet? Wait, what? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I'm, I'm tentative about candy amphetamines? Yeah. It, it, a medicated gummy. It's for, for FDA approves candy amphetamines for kids, but this is yeah, this is a thing. <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh, but regard regardless, it's what it's really about in Colorado banning the gummies and things that look like candy is because they're they one of their biggest things is about they want it to be recognizable both inside and outside of the package that it is carrying heavy milligrams. It and so what they do That's now smart. they. They have yeah. they have these packages that don't have like a rip tag like you have to be able to cut them open and it's a huge fucking gummy with the big stamp on it like they they also make their uh, chocolates and stuff it'll be like 100 milligram bar each section says 10 on it so it's like clearly dosed and you can tell that it's not a regular chocolate bar outside of the package now they do real milligrams there too because I found out the hard way and I'll tell you why because I took three pieces. That would be 30 milligrams. I thought I could handle 30 milligrams. I was still high the next day. Like 6 o'clock in the p.m., my mom said, you seem really high. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like you're being a fucking pussy, if you ask me. A fucking, fucking weak sauce over there. Yeah. Good thing someone took your khakis. Yeah, God. No, I, I was... You couldn't drive home. Were you fucking... Oh, I was not Were driving. you wicked high? Were you wicked stoned? Yeah. <laughs> it was like it, a, takes, a, it was uncomfortable. It takes a lot, and and it takes a lot, and that's the problem with medical, or, or that's the problem with any edible, is that you hope that they do the extra effort, like they're yeah. telling in Colorado to do. I am all for this. Don't let kids confuse it and think these are gummy bears. Don't <laughs> don't let them. Don't let him. I I mean if. Well, and it's, it, it's already a gamble when you're eating edibles on how it, strong it's oh, going to exactly. be. Exactly. <laughs> in, in an even taking your life in your hand. In an even <laughs> bigger thing above that, it also means though, if you're going to keep marijuana edibles in the house, and you're going to have children who are, if they're old enough to understand, like you're going to have this is. It goes back to why I say we need to get rid of dare because it comes down to parents. You're going to have to start talking to your kids about it. Yeah. You're going to have to start saying to them, this is for mommy and daddy for this reason. Yeah. You They're can't have it yet. Or, or just well, have they, medicine taste like medicine. I get that you want it to taste good, but if you make it taste not that good, then you're not going to just want to eat the whole thing. Yeah, that's a good point, too. You know? that's, I mean, that's not a terrible point. Oh, nice try. <laughs> I loved, nice try. I love chocolate. My friend's mom is a baker, and she made these truffles and she told me how fucking strong they were and she's like oh just eat half i'm like this thing is tight you want me to eat half of this it's got like a molten like mi- like i'm gonna eat half of it and all this stuff's gonna spill out like no i'm gonna eat the whole thing and no I'm me and ruffle take a face plant. the first uh can the the first can uh hemp con that we went to together somebody <laughs> gave us each these three cake pops that were oh, so oh, delicious the cake pops are so they were good. so delicious like fuck they were one of the most delicious cake pops i've ever had Fuck with weed in it. I didn't even know there was weed in it, 
But we got super fucked up because we just ate all three of them because we're like, it's delicious. It's and then delicious. we unwrapped them and we're like, oh, shit, there was 15 milligrams in each one of these. Yeah. And so now we're 45 milligrams deep. Oh, and then we took two wax dabs and then it was just. When I was. And that was when 15 minutes or no, 45 when, minutes felt like three hours. Yeah. When I was, uh, yeah. When I was 25, I, we went into a concert and we. We made $80 worth of brownies, which is like four or five grams of brownies. We each brought two blunts because it was a long concert, and my friends and I, four of us, right? So we get in there. They each smoke like half their blunts because they're they're so high, taking a blunt to the face. Now we're so high. They're so high they don't want to eat. Now I eat all the brownies. Oh, no. So now I just ate four and a half grams of this shit. I think uh, I saw God. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I'm not even joking. Like, the skies <laughs> parted like, you're too high. Yeah. No, I've, I, <laughs> one of the funniest things I've, one of the most honest funny things I think I've ever heard a comedian say was when Joe Rogan uh, said in one of his last specials when he went, if, you, if, you need, if someone needs a religious experience, just like take an edible and get it on an airplane. Oh, yeah. Because I had that hat. I mean, I that struck such a chord with me when he said that. Because I remember when you and me were oh. sick, and I had to fly back for a rugby oh, match, yeah, 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 and I yeah, took yeah, yeah, yeah. I took what was left of the lose a day brownie. That's right. And I got on the flight, and I wrote a letter to my entire family about how much I loved them. <laughs> and I thank God deleted it before I sent it because it was fucking cheesy and just super super high. Like fuck, I had a God experience. I'm like, I could, I'm gonna. Die. I had convinced myself I was gonna die on that plane. It was yeah. really weird. All right, moving on to our last. Something about impending doom when <laughs> you get over edible. So the last story of the day: uh, Redstone smuggling. So Ote Mesa, Ote Mesa, Mesa, California. I'm guessing that's in Baja. More than 575 large packages of marijuana were found hidden inside a cargo shipment manifest shown as Redstone, and. Uh, we recently did the story about the carrots, and I will say this. This is maybe one of the best weed disguises I've seen in a while. This is a pretty good one. Oh, this, I mean, this is right by the border. Oh, man, look how close that is to the border. Yeah, that's right over the border. It's right, like, right over yeah. the border. This is so, so explain clever. What it, explain what it looks like, I guess. It looks like redstone. Yeah, it just looks like bulks of redstone. They were smart enough to make it a bunch of different and shapes redstone, and sizes. Redstone is normally seen, everybody. If you don't know what redstone is, it's retaining wall. Yeah, they use it. As, a lot of people use it now uh, for like <laughs> if they're doing that desert type landscape in their front yard, they'll usually line the yard with redstone. Hey, Trump, we got stones to build your wall with. <laughs> <laughs> Light the wall on fire. Movement. Smoke the people. <laughs> Smoke the wall, brah. Blah, blah, blah. the wall on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this wall will somehow bring peace, even though it divides us. Talk so, about getting stoned, man! Uh, <laughs> we all went Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck it. It's yeah, always, it, it's always I will the, be. I made so, the decision instead of going Mexican to go Jamaican. <laughs> it always Good comedy. Yeah, Good speaking comedy. of Jamaica, I, I, I'm sorry to, <laughs> to tangent, but this story. Okay, d did either of you watch Real Time with Bill Maher this week? Yes. Motestone. Yes. Yeah, so the lead singer uh, from Rage Against the Machine, oh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, Tom. Tom Morello? Yeah, Tom Morello. Yeah. yeah, Tom Morello. So he's telling this great story about Muhammad Ali. He says, oh, I was nine years old. I was on a flight from Jamaica to Chicago. 
And this man comes on the loudspeaker in the airplane as we're flying and goes, this is Muhammad Ali, and I am flying the plane. But don't worry, I am also the greatest pilot in the world. And I'm going to walk down the aisle because I know all of you want my autographs. And everybody signed his autographs. But what nobody asked at the end of Tom Morello telling that story is what was a nine-year-old doing in Jamaica? <laughs> what the fuck was a nine-year-old doing in Jamaica? That's Tom Morello for you. That's a ooh, that's a weird one for me. Well, Tom, what do you mean? I mean, Tom's out of his noggin a little bit. Yeah, he is. He's he's I he's, mean, he's, he's an whole, anarchist. He's you fucking watch that crazy. Whole episode. These and and Bill's trying to talk some logical reasons. Like, well, someone's got to run the country. No, no, no. We'll all just be to. cool to each other. We'll yeah. all just be cool and totally cool. Yeah, Tom, listen, not all of us have millions of dollars, sir, okay? We're not all gifted on the guitar like you are, um, but not all of us can sing. I think most of well, us Well, that was exactly like what Bill said to him. You know, Bill said, he goes, it, it's an easy argument for those who are comfortable to make. Right. Yeah, and sure. that, that was the perfect way to say it, because he's right, yeah. It's easy for a rich person to be an anarchist yeah. like he is. But anyways, getting back to the story, so they found... Uh, sixteen just over sixteen hundred pounds of marijuana inside these cement stones designed to look like redstone. They estimated the street value at eight hundred and ten thousand dollars, which that means that was some Mexican bunkweed. Yeah, no, like we. That's my favorite thing on this show is whenever they make an arrest when it's a bunch of weed and they give this street value and you do the math on it and find $500 out dollars a pound. Find out how good of a weed it was. Five hundred dollars a pound. You know, for that, $500 a pound, I'd buy it for a house party and throw it on a fucking bonfire. Yeah, no, like do it like a Neighbors, That's like that movie, The Neighbors. $31 an ounce. $31 an ounce. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, my God. No, seriously, throw I mean, like, no, like uh, one of the rooms of the house is just like the fire pit room. Well, that was, did you see the, did you see the movie Neighbors that Seth yeah. Rogen? Yeah, the first one, the, the last party they throw, they do the hot house. Where they set up a bunch of bonfires around the house and trash cans and just dump handfuls of weed into all of them, uh, no, and they, they hot house is that the it. Second they one? That's the first one. They yeah. made this. These are these are actually cement stones that they used X rays to find that there was weed inside. That's of them. what's. There's a lot of craftsmanship that went into this. Do you, do you want to know what I think would be the best way to smuggle pot of this size and magnitude? Theoretically, sure. Go ahead. Theoretic. Theoretic. Theoretically. No, no, no. It is theoretically because I've never done this. This is the way to do it. You make up bags that say prop marijuana and you come up with a fake name for a company like we sell movie props and it just says movie props. And then you put the bags in clear bags and all the pot is there for you to see. And it's like. Fake weed, fake weed, but it's so clear. It's not trying to hide it. They're putting right in front of your face. What do you do, though, when it reeks of weed? (laughs) (laughs) What you do is you make sure that all you have to do is spend the extra money to get very good, high-density plastic. plastic. Uh, I get get what you're saying. And then you don't use staples. You use glue. So it doesn't staple, make holes in the bag. And then people just like, oh, (laughs) look at that. This great prop weed. Justin Ruppel, guys. Justin Ruppel. Master smuggler. Master smuggler. Master smuggler. All right. Yeah. Actually. Hide in plain sight. (laughs) I had had a question for Cat Williams before we go. I was so pimping. (laughs) 
What is your stance on marijuana? I tell you, it's the same thing every single time. If you are broke and you aren't smoking weed, I don't know what you're doing with your life, boo-boo. <laughs> you need to get some weed in your life right now and tell me if it doesn't make it better. Listen here. Capitalism is the drug, and we are all addicted to capitalism and addicted so much it is causing the death. That's right, the death of the American dream. So I say light up, stand up, and get yourself some of those medicated gummy bears before them motherfuckers is illegal, people. <laughs> Praise Jesus and America and marijuana. Ah, oh, beautiful. Well, with that, with that being said, so Ruppel, what, what you got uh, coming up? What you what you gonna promote? I'm taking uh, I'm taking some fuzzy faced comedian with me to oh that hack Jew uh, Alex Mandelberg <laughs> hack Jew Alex Mandelberg. That's what I call him, hack Jew Mandelberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm taking him, uh, the man sitting across from me, to Reno, Nevada for yes. the 24th and 25th. And a special announcement. I'm going to get to say it. Yeah, say it. Because I want to. Say it. Uh, Alex will be headlining Ooh. the show Thursday night. That'll be June 24th at the Reno Pioneer Underground. Mm-hmm. That is, I'm sorry, the 23rd. The 23rd. Thursday the 23rd. Yes. Thursday the 23rd at the Reno Pioneer Underground. With Kelly Hilbert uh, open and Alex closing the show down. He's a fantastic show. You guys, uh, great theater. And we will be there together from the 23rd through the 25th. Yeah, you'll, you'll be headlining the next few shows because you'll be out of town that night. But yes, I'm really excited to get to close out that show. I've been to that club a bunch of times. I love it there. Uh, it's always awesome. But this is my first opportunity to close it out there. So I'm f- well fucking honored uh, to get to do that. And uh, what about you, April? You got anything? Uh... I'm about to run out the door to go record the 420 files for KPFK. Oh, are you it's really? Actually, it's live, so you guys can call in and talk shit to me. I didn't know I, you... I encourage you to. Please tell Dinah I said hello. I know. I'm going to go see her right now, so that's what I'm about to do. And tell Dinah. You can probably... <laughs> by the time this says, yes. thank you for that wonderful headroom show. I barely remembered what happened there. That was a great show. That was a wonderful <laughs> fucking <typical>. show. <laughs> We're going to have to do that one again. Yeah, thank yeah. you uh, thank you so much to the Crab Diving Network for putting us up. Thank you so much to uh, Rafopolis Studios for letting us record here. Thank you, Justin, for being our guest. My pleasure. Thank and you. thank you, April, as thank always. You, I'll yeah. talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye.